Live from Las Vegas, broadcasting around the world, you're listening to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker. L.A. Walker. Raw and unfiltered conversations on how to give life's challenges the finger. Truth is your passport to emotional freedom. Give an eviction notice to negativity. Dump yesterday's garbage. Learn how to be positive, energized, healthy, and alive during these insanely unpredictable times. Look up, get up, stay up. Then help somebody else to get up. Remember, any part of up is higher than down. Now, broadcasting hope to the world. L.A. Walker. Look up, get up, and stay up. Why? Because we've been given this marvelous gift of life. And living is the best job we've ever had. We're not going to get a better job. Stay on your job. Work it. Today's podcast episode is entitled, You Can, Will You? Because... We have so many talents that can be expressed. We have been given so much to work with. And through our living, our experiences, our education, our influences, we have gained a lot of different avenues to express our ideas. The question is, will we? Well, first of all, we have to create a team. And you're thinking, we're in isolation. Create a team how? Well, the team is within. You have to get your mind, your body, and your spirit collected as your personal team that we three agree as one that whatever it is that we want to do, hey, this is a great idea. I think I'll open a business now in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, because my energy says so, my team agrees, and we're going to do this thing. And today we have a guest that's a perfect example of deciding that I can and I will. Maria Russell, who's had an acting career for over 20 years, which is quite an accomplishment in Hollywood. Maria's been in daytime soap operas, she's been in serials, she is presently uh giving it all she has as Lieutenant Salazar and Tacoma FD. Some of you know her as uh, Deputy Vargas from Teen Wolf or from the movie Lights Out. I'm so glad to have her with us today. Maria Russell, yay! It takes a lot to stay relevant for that many years in your industry. So, yes. so kudos to you for being able to accomplish that. Oh, thank you. Alone. Thank you. When did you really realize that acting was going to be your full-time career? Right before I booked my first TV show, which is called The Riches, starring Minnie Driver, and it was such a great show. It was on FX. Um, right before that, and it was it was a recurring role. It was supposed to come back for the second season, but it got the show got canceled after the first season, unfortunately. Um, and Eddie Izzard is the other star, and he's amazing as well. But... Um, Right before I booked that job, I had a conversation with myself, and I said, I was like, okay, what am I doing here? Am I, do I want to do this? Do I want to pursue this as a hobby? Do I want to be a hobby actor? Do I want to do this for fun? Or do I want to do this as a career, as a job, Hmm. as business? So at that point, I'm like, no, this is what I want to do. This is... This is, no, I have to do this. I can't not 
do this. I have to do this. So that conversation with myself, which was, you better get serious about it and, you know, and, and jump in 100%, not like, oh, this is fun, but I don't know if I want to do that. As soon as I jumped in, I booked that role. Top of, top of show was a guest star recurring role. And it was, I remember I was crying because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I booked this role. It was amazing. <laughs> but it was at that point when, when I made that decision um, with myself, sure. you know, and, and really, really had a conversation with myself, not what like my parents were saying, not what, you know, the every, you know, the voices out, you know, out, I get it. outside. So it was at that point where I really decided. And then after there, it was just like, it was just work, work, work. I worked steadily, which is amazing because yes, like you said, it is in this business. It's, you have to stay relevant. And, and that at that point, um, before becoming relevant, I had to have everyone to get to know my work. So it was like a climb and, 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 you know, I was, I went, I, was in. I was all in, a hundred percent. So yeah, that's that's where it it came about. So you mentioned something that I am a big fan of, and that is talking to yourself, sitting down with yourself, asking yourself, "Where am I right now? What am I doing?" What is it that I want to achieve and how am I going to go about doing it? Because we spend so much time talking to everyone else and we forget to talk to ourselves. Uh And when you made that proclamation, you are the decider. We decide what's going to happen in our worlds and we don't give ourselves enough uh, appreciation of our power to do that. 100%. Okay. 100%. So now... You have moved through so many scenes. I mean, you've been in daytime TV dramas. You've been in movies. And presently, you are in one of the funniest shows out there, Tacoma (laughs) FD. Tell me, how did that, first of all, tell me how that storyline came into fruition. And then, yeah, because share that with me. Yes, it's very, well, this is another really, it's a really cool story because I tell, even my actor friends, I tell, you know, that wherever they are in their, um, in their career, but I always tell this to people is that, no, walk in, you know, walk in who you are and, and have, and be free with it because sometimes you never know what's going to happen. Right. Right. Um, the different way. So the role of, of of my character, um, she wasn't supposed to, the the role was um, Lieutenant McManus, open ethnicity. So there was no, uh, they had no idea, you know, when I say they, the writers, uh, casting directors, there was no clear cut um, as far as like the physicality goes. There was no clear cut um, definite, like, okay, we want this kind of a person. But the role um, held for someone who was, you know, she's a, a police, uh, a police lieutenant and she's tough, she's brazen and, you know, must have comedy, you know, must have comedy skills. So when I went, there was probably about eight of us. There was black, white, Latina, Asian, all mixed. Everyone was mixed. So 
Um, but when I read the when I read the script, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so me. Uh, I was like, this is hilarious. I go, but you know what? I'm gonna make her like it lends itself to it. I'm gonna make her Latina. Okay. I'm gonna like improv a little bit, and I love improv. You know, improvising. And it, as you know, the um, Broken Lizard guys, they lo- they're from the improv world, so they love it too. So when I went in there, I just was myself, and I gave it an extra oomph with some, you know, I Latinaized her. Yes, you and have. Cuss- <laughs> and I cussed them out in Spanish, and they changed the name, so I was no longer Lieutenant McManus. So I was Lieutenant Liz Salazar. Oh, so wow. they changed, they compl- and I booked the role. Um, and, you know, the Kevin Heffernan, the create, one of the creators of Tacoma FD and the star of the show, he said, he's like, oh, man, he goes, you scared me. You scared <laughs> me. He's like, you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was something where I knew... I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play with this. If they don't like it, I can change it. Not a problem, sure, right? Sure. But it's just, it's um, a testament to to just, you know, believing in myself and going, you know what? I'm just going to play. They don't like it. It's okay. I'll change it. And they changed the whole role and they let me improvise. The role was never for someone to speak in Spanish, but they're like, no, we love it. The fans love it. Keep the Spanish. Go. Just do it. Do your thing. So it's amazing because, um, especially coming from them, you know, so so that's, and then I'm, um, this is, so now, and you don't know this, but um, season three just started filming um, today. It's oh. the first day. Um, yes, but I'm not on, I'm not back on yet, okay. but, um, I'm back on this season, which is amazing. Um, so I just don't know the filming schedule for myself yet, but I have a feeling I'm going to start in January. That's just my gut feeling. But, um, so yeah, and it's the most fun to work on that show. My goodness. It's just like, I have to like pinch myself from breaking character because it is so much fun. It's such a, a great environment. They just. They're just so lovely. So lovely. So that's, that's the wonderful. story how I booked my role. <laughs> <laughs> All of Hollywood is struggling right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't think of a tougher time for Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Um, it's, uh, I, I just think of, geez, I think of my agents, my managers, but thank God they're back. And I think of my publicists. It's like all the, the PR stuff that we used to do, oh my God, it sounds so crazy saying used to, is, you know, was live, you know, was in the, the radio stations, in the, you know, the events, the red carpet sure. events, the premieres, the this, or that. Everything was live, you know, so it's a, so I don't want to even say new normal because I want to say that it's, we're going to go back. We're going to go back, but, you know, it's a temporary, temporarily, you know, kind of a thing. And, and I know you don't know this because I didn't, to you about this before, but you know, I co-wrote a off-Broadway sellout hit called the Latina Christmas Special, and we were supposed to go back to New York this month. We were supposed to be there already because um, we were there in December of 2019, and we sold out almost every single show, which is like insane to me. It's unbelievable. And I co-wrote a couple of plays, but one in particular, 
And I'll share with you because I know that you're a dog lover. I am. (laughs) It's entitled No Labels, and it's about a homophobic dog that gets adopted by a gay couple and freaks out. And so (laughs) it What an amazing premise. You gave me goosebumps right now. I love that. That's amazing. We will talk. We will talk. We love it. Yes, yes. So um, we've done a couple of revisions, and um, being here in Vegas, we wanted to do something. We turned it into a dinner show. We performed it uh, on the stages of the big library theaters here. Vegas has some great library theaters. And oh, so, wow. Yeah, and so like you, like everybody else, I was looking forward to moving it to a much larger venue. I wanted to get yeah. into New York myself. Yeah. But, you know, there's a time for everything. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So I know. I'm not thinking about looking back at all. I, In my estimation of what's going on right now, I think that it is a new world, and I think that we are pioneers in it. Um, yes. And, and, and being a pioneer is not a bad thing. It's a working thing, but it's not a bad thing because you get a chance to build what you want and what you need and what you see. And I so, love that. And so um, that is the way I'm moving forward with this because every time I look back, it makes me sad. You know what I mean? I, I, it's, of course. Yeah, I, don't, yes. I can't. I know. I can't. Yes. Yes. Maria, hold your thoughts. We'll be right back after this. Hi, guys. Uh, this is Tin. Listen, I don't know if you have uh, been able to make your way over to lawalker.life on Facebook, but if you haven't, do yourself a favor run over there and just read the snippets of her new book. She's writing a new book, and it is titled Seeing Beyond the Mess. It grabs your attention. All of us have mess. All of us have mess, whether we were born in the mess, as she says, whether we were born in the mess or whether it's handcrafted mess, but there's life beyond that mess. We sometimes create our own mess. And just from reading the little snippets that I read, she exposed all of that. Just in those little bitty passages, she exposed a lot of that. A lot of that stuff she was born into, some of that stuff she could not control, some of those things she created on her own. She exposed the mess. Whenever you have time, just run over there and check it out. Um, let's start seeing beyond the mess. You're listening to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker. Are you writing anything special right now? I'm not, you know. Um, this, and believe it or not, the writing part, even though I have my own characters and I did a lot of sketch comedy and I created my own characters, you know, it, it's the writing part is so difficult. Even doing Latina Christmas special, you know, I cried. I was angry because it's it's just you know you know with writing it's so personal. It is, um, and at the same time, I was you know my personality. I have, but I I wrote like eight million pages. How do I put this together in a nucleus? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean put it? I was like, how does this? I get it. Excuse my. How how does this crap come together? I know. How do right? I do this? Right. It's just. So, and then I can't believe that, you know, we have something, we're award-winning LA Times Critics' Choice five years in a row, uh, it, but it's, and it's insane that they're my word, my, my story, um, which is insane because it's so personal that it's like, really? What? You like this? But it's, it's, it touches everybody, and I know you never got to see it, um, 
but it's something that everybody relates to each one of us girls on some level and you cry and you laugh, mostly laugh, but you know, it, it touches, it touches the human, the human soul and it's all positive. We spew love, nothing but love I and it. positivity. Oh, yes. great. That's what I'm yes. all about. Great. Yes. We don't yes. need any more negativity. We don't need exactly. it. We don't need it. Exactly. And yes, it, and that's people, right. People need characters and storylines that they can relate to. Yes. Maria, what do you do to get yourself prepared for a role? Ooh, um, a big one for me is actually movement. Hmm. Um, yes, I have to like, I have to get it in my body, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the physicality is big for me. Um, and, and also what I'm wearing because I even, I even say this because if I'm playing a character that has stiletto heels, um, I'm going to feel very different if I have stiletto heels or I if I have see. combat boots on. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So even just the, you know, but the movement and, um, and also finding stuff that I always try to find the humor in things. Um, naturally, of course, not, uh, not artificially, but, you know, I try to find the humor and things. And even in the writing, I'm like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. Like, I'm going to play with this a little bit and see what happens. Um, so, so, and that's, that, that comes with, um, yeah, I feel more comfortable in, in, in that world where they say, oh, yeah, feel free to improvise. Because a lot of times stuff comes out of my mouth that I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm like, wait, I said that? <laughs> Yeah, because you were in the moment, right? Then exactly, exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. Improvisation is a is a timely event. I mean, you either hit it or you don't. You you can't go 100%. back. One hundred percent. No, you can't. That's it. It's done. Benito, the end. That's it. Exactly. You can't go back. That's it. That's why it's so. Um, I'm a dancer too, so I, I you know sometimes I'll I'll tell you know even with dancing when I was teaching. Um, for many years, uh, salsa and, and bachata, partner dancing, um, you have to be in the moment. And it's like improvising because, you know, you have to be connected to who you're speaking to or who you're dancing with. Because if you're doing your own thing, uh, bye, see ya. Um, I'm going to be dancing with somebody else. Peace right. out, right? right. Peace and the out. same with improvising with an actor or a comedian. It's like you have to be in the moment. You can't be thinking about, oh, I'm going to say this next or that. Or else it comes out like oh, not funny, superficial. Like okay, that didn't no. I know. Oh, oh I God, and that's the worst. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. It's the worst. Yeah. 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 yeah it's so awkward. It's awkward for everybody. It then is. you change the whole energy. You know. So if someone's on stage with you, they're lost at that moment. You've you've pulled yes. them out of their ecstasy. You're oh my gosh, it's horrible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. those are the people that don't study. So. If you've studied yes. and stepped into your role, you're there. You live there. You are that person. You are that character. That's but it, right. But if you haven't studied, you can't be. And you're yes. always searching. Oh, I'm so glad yes. you said that. Oh. Yes. 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 100%. Yes. You don't, if you don't, if you don't, it just, like I, I tell this too, um, when I would uh, coach actors um, for auditions, I would tell them, you, look, I'm like, 90% of actors are going to just read whatever's on the piece of paper, right? Right. right. People are just going to read it. But if you make 
choices and make fun stuff and go, you know, then that's different because then people don't usually do that. Take risks because, listen, is it freaking scary to go into a room of casting directors or when you go to producer session and there's 8 million people in a room and you're being judged? Absolutely. But if you're committed to the character, you know, you already know what you're doing and people are going to respect it and you, you'll fly, you'll fly, but you just have to be a risk taker and be fearless. Really. That's what it really comes down to. And of course, being a smart actor, like you said, studying, knowing who you are, knowing the character, because I think that that's what lacks a lot is, is people don't do their homework. No, you know, no. Just, they just go in. They right. just walk in, go read, read whatever's off the page. They'll be like, "Okay, next." Right. Next. So, so I, I'm of the belief that the writer writes a story, the director writes a story, and if you have good casting, the actors write the rest of the story. I love that. Yeah. And it's true, and yeah. it's absolutely true. Especially if you're not afraid to let your actors act. Oh, I have to tell you, that is one, because um, let me tell you, I've worked with many different actors, many different directors. Um, I think that's why I love working on Tacoma FD so much, because um, even though there's the script supervisor, and, you know, she has to be, she's on it, though, let me tell you, she's amazing. Um, but they, they allowed me, and I remember it was my very first day on season one, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I never, I just met these people. I'm like the new kid in school right now. But you know what, though? I'm going to do this because it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, if they don't like it, they'll have me do something else. But it absolutely worked. And it's, um, it's the, my character it has become a, a fan favorite just because of the things that come out of my mouth, you know, and that are totally improvised and mine and the character's. So I think that's, um, yeah, you have to take risks, you know? You, you have to take risks and know what you're doing, I feel. Well, yeah, because you're already there. You don't exactly. Have- <laughs> you're already there. What do you have to lose? Exactly. Exactly. We have such a marvelous opportunity mm-hmm. to focus on what we really want. Oh, yeah. And to step into that. 100%. And I think it is a perfect time because, you know, it's either you use this time to mope and be upset and be scared and be frightful and be in your cocoon, or you could take this time to figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I could do this. There's so many things I can do. I have so many blessings in my life. You know, there's, there, you, you have, we have choices of how we see things, how we view things, even Absolutely. in this, like, very odd time, you know, unprecedented time uh, of what that we're living in now, you know, but there's so many different things to be grateful for. And the, so many things that you that you can be doing, you know, instead of like being moping, oh, well, I can't do this. No, you can. That's a choice you're making there, lady, to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> right? Some of my friends, you know, I'm like, no, that's a choice you're making. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. You know? You know, uh, it doesn't. I, oh, I, oh, I just love this conversation. You know, and the very fact that you and I have never met and Correct. a connection was made. 
I mean, Maxie, yep. Maxie B made the connection. Yes, and then Miss Phoebe kept the connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I know. And Maxie's so amazing. I don't know if she told you, but she, you know, when I was little, um, when I'm talking about like six, seven years old, eight years old, the beauty of my, my parents, I'm an only child, um, I have a Mexican mother and my father is Lithuanian American. Um, nice. but my mom, um, I used to want to buy all these records and cassettes and all the sexy girls, Mary Jane girls, Apollonia six, vanity six. And my mom would be like, okay. So I used to do choreography to all of this. Oh. And I, yes. And with the Mary Jane girls, I was always a lead singer and I was always Maxie. Ah. I'm like, I'm Maxie. <laughs> so when she came to see the show last year, you have a no idea of how I, I was just like, I, I had tears in my eyes because it was like so overwhelming. Like it was such a weird experience because I'm like, wait a second. I used to choreograph stuff when I was a little girl and now you're watching me choreograph. What? This is so weird. Like, but beautiful weird. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how everything comes full circle. So if you were to say something to, the, the, the podcast world, the audience, everybody that's listening, that what you think would be the most helpful thing for everybody to do right now, what would that be? I think the main thing I would tell people is be fearless, be open, and just do it. Just do it, whatever it is. And especially, you know, you could use this opportunity, like I said, you could use this opportunity to either mope and be upset and sad and angry, everything that we all must be feeling, right? Sure. But, or you can take this opportunity to fly. Even if you don't, if you don't feel like it, even if you're not in, you know, in the mood, you know, or in the right mind of, you know, the mindset of wanting to do anything, write it down. Okay, so 2021, January the 1st, this is what I'm going to be doing. You know, if you have a plan... You know, I, I really do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm the master list maker. I am you know? too. <laughs> but I, I feel too. like when I do that, it's like I hold myself accountable. Right. You know, so it, it it's really, I, I really feel like that's, we all have choices. And I, I keep saying that because, you know, you could choose to be happy or you can choose to be angry. Really, they're choices. Right. Their choices. They are. And and so, one of my slogans is you know, look look looking up is a choice, but you have to choose it. I love it. Yes, yeah. that's absolutely true. I love that. Yes. And it's true. You have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed day and, and the remaining of this holiday season. You too. Sending you so many hugs. Thank you, honey. And and tell Miss Phoebe that I woof her. I- <laughs> <laughs> I will tell her that. She... Thank you. Big hugs to you. Thanks for All having right. me. All right, sweetie. Bye. Okay, bye. Listen to Up is Higher Than Down with L.A. Walker every day. To follow up, make comments, discuss today's podcast, or find out how you can become a guest and share your victory over a negative life event, follow L.A. Walker. Up is Higher Than Down on Facebook. Look up. Get up. Stay up. Remember, any part of up is higher than down.